This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go out to the Orion Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They're truly sets beyond convenient and the Dolphins are taking on the Rams this week. I'm very excited about this. I'm a huge Jaguars fan. This is one of my favorite players, but he's also now working on the Rams broadcast. Maurice Jones-Drew joins us. Thanks, MJD. Appreciate it, man. No problem. How are you guys doing? Good. Really, really good, man. This is a this is a big one. Uh, the Dolphins are obviously rolling, but this is a big week for, for your guys there. As you announced this week, you're finally going to start uh, Jared Goff. What's kind of been the, the reaction that they're finally going to play the number one overall pick? You know, there's been a lot of anticipation. You're talking about, obviously, the fans in L.A. and working at NFL Network. Uh, you know, everyone's excited. They want to know how he looks. And and so it's going to be exciting to see. You know, I think Jared kind of started off coming from the spread offense, not really being a pro-style quarterback. He had to learn a ton. And so uh, they wanted to rest him. And they've targeted this this type of time this week to next week, maybe the week after, um, to get him going. So, you know, he's had 11 weeks really to sit back, learn, watch. And now it's his turn to go out there and uh, throw the ball and uh, get this offense rolling. Okay, Maurice, that, that sounds great. But – if he had any ty- if he had shown anything before now Hater. with what they had at quarterback playing and the success to- or lack of success the quarterback was having he would have been in the game before now right well no no not not necessarily um Jared Goff has the arm strength of any one of the, he has one of the best arms that uh, I've seen in a while I mean he could throw the ball just like Derek Carr I mean he could let it go the key is though is that he's never called a play in a huddle you right. know he's never made adjustments at the line of scrimmage ever in his life. And so they wanted to make sure that he was comfortable before going out there, regardless of the play or not, uh, of Case Keenum. They didn't want to put him out here, and Jeff Fisher has been adamant about that, putting him in a bad situation, a situation not to succeed. Now, the next question you're going to ask is, well, what about Carson Wentz and what about Dak Prescott and what about all these other quarterbacks that are playing? Well, they're playing because of circumstance. You know, they're playing because someone got hurt or they're playing because uh, – and Carson Wentz, standpoint uh Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt and they trade Sam Bradford he wasn't even supposed to play this year right um that wasn't the case for uh the Rams and they just felt hey listen you know we have Case Keenum we're gonna let this kid learn what to do what not to do and uh let him get out there and play fast when he has a chance so a, a lot of people will look into this and say well it's because he doesn't have the talent and it's really not a talent thing it's more of a a scheme a schematic thing learning how to play quarterback in the NFL and not whether you have the talent to play quarterback in the NFL. You're exactly right. I played with a guy by the name of Blaine Gabbard who had one of the strongest arms <laughs> to make every throw in the game. Oh. And and because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't ready, we ended up having to throw him out there and it it, it affected his, his play. Right. You now you're talking about the, the football, the I mean the quarterback game is not really about a uh, you know, who has the strongest arm or who can make all the throws. It's more about anticipation and understanding um, how teams are going to attack you, understanding what coverage you're going to see. And then while you're seeing it, be able to dissect it on the move, having that, that pre-snap uh, <clears throat> identification and that post-snap uh, reaction. And so that was where he was struggling. It wasn't 
it wasn't that he couldn't make the throws because in the preseason he made some great throws. I mean, he threw a, a pro ball up the seam to Farrell Cooper, and uh, because he got hit, you know, he dropped the ball. So he's, uh, he can throw it in any window, but they want to make sure, like any organization should, your, your number one investment, give it the best chance to succeed. Well, hey, I didn't want to laugh, but Brendan here is a big Jags fan. And so there's a couple of names that you mentioned. Yeah, my head sunk a little bit. That yeah, that gets him going. And Blaine Gabbard is one of them. He he's a, a Jaguars fan, and, <laughs> it and he tough, man. yeah, tough. tough times, tough times. Uh, it, yeah, it was, well, you know, again, Blaine. Like a lot of people, I like I tell people all the time about Blaine. If Blaine would have done what they were, what the, what the plan was, was to sit him and, and play David Garrard for two years, and Blaine would be completely different. You know, he's not. And, and the funny thing about it, everybody drafts these quarterbacks in the first round, think they're going to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. That's a once-in-a-generation type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Majority of these guys are going to be game managers, guys that are, you know, your job is just not to lose the game, similar to what Ryan Tannehill is doing now. Rams color analyst uh, Maurice Jones-Drew joining us here on the ticket. And uh, MJD, you know, one of the, the things that can really help out Jared Goff this week is a, is a good run, running game. Uh, what have we seen from Todd Gurley, and, and can you guys get the running game going this week to help out the rookie quarterback? Well, just Todd being in the backfield is going to help out uh, Jared Goff because you're going to see one or two coverages. You need to see cover three, which is a, a zone with a single high safety, or you're going to see man-to-man with a single high safety. And so it, it simplifies the reads for the quarterback. Um, it's funny, people are saying Todd's not running well and he's not average the same, but Literally, we've, we've called games where teams have put nine in the box, teams have put eight in the box, um, and, you know, they've had some issues. So their main goal is to stop Todd Gurley. Uh, that's what's going to help, I think, Jared Goff. Uh, not necessarily – he may not rush for 100 yards. He may rush for 100. I don't know. But uh, if, as long as there's eight in the box, that's what helps out young quarterbacks because it simplifies coverages. For instance, in, in Miami situation, I uh, got a chance to watch some tape on Jay Ajayi and – and Adam Gates has done a great job of putting uh, Ajayi back in the, the home position where he can see and be run downhill. And now Ryan Tannehill is doing well because he's seeing only certain like three or four different coverages. He's only seeing, you know, cover three, which is, again, the zone coverage or, or man-to-man. They may throw a two-high safety, but when you do too high, Ajayi is going to run, run the ball down your throat. So they've simplified their offense or they, they've changed their offense to simplify defense that they're seeing. And that's what's helping out Ryan Tannehill. I think you'll see the exact same thing uh, this week as well with Jared Goff. Maurice, I want to ask you a running back question because a lot of people said, you know, the running back has been devalued. But in the last few years, we've gotten, like, top quality running backs from college. And and it seems like the teams that are successful are the teams that are able to, to run the football. So would you say that was just a product of not enough running backs or not enough talent coming from college that could play in the, at the NFL level, or was it really devalued? Well, no, the, the position will never be devalued. I, I mean, that's, that's what they want to say. That's what everybody likes to say, and it sounds nice. But when you look at New England and what they're doing right now, LeGarrette Blunt's not devalued. Now, LeGarrette Blunt is the reason that offense is able to move the ball up and down the field. Tom Brady comes back, yes. He's, you know, they're they're more explosive. But when Tom Brady wasn't there, Legarrette Blunt was the did was the guy. So, um, I think when you talk about the college system, you know, people forget that the spread offense kind of hit college by storm like five or six years ago. And when that came in, that that just destroyed running backs because now 
you're always doing things from the shotgun. You're not doing anything from the eye for, the eye formation. And how how does that translate to the league? How can you, as a scout, say I you know this translates? So for me, when I watch let's say Michael James uh, from Oregon, a guy who was out of control in college, unstoppable. Right. That style doesn't work in the NFL because you have to get three yards in a cloud of dust sometimes. You have to get the fourth and one in the league, and, those, and that style doesn't work. And that's why, you know, you, you see him bounce around or, you, you know, he's not in the league now or where I don't even you – know, I haven't heard anything from him. So there was a lot of running backs that, that kind of got stuck in that mold. Um, but as you – like you said, I think the talent level has, has gotten better, yes, but I think a lot of teams are going back to that pro style, Alabama, LSU, Michigan – you know, UCLA just went back to it. USC is going back to it. Uh, some of these big-time programs are starting to go back, get away from the spread and go back to the, the pro-style offense where you're going to get the Reggie Bushes and the Leonard Fournettes and, you know, the Davin Cooks out of uh, Florida State. You're going to start getting right. guys that can come out, the Nick Chubbs out of Georgia. You're going to get guys that can come out and play this position right away. Now, uh, I'm going to take Todd Gurley out of it because you do the Rams <laughs> TV, but – David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott? And I know Ezekiel Elliott's hot right now, but David Johnson, I think a lot of people don't realize how good this kid is. Well, no, he's great. He's phenomenal. You know, got a chance to see him uh, in person. Um, And the Rams defense did a great job against him, but he was still, uh, you know, a mismatch in the passing game. You know, I think him being a former receiver definitely helps out a ton as well because linebackers can't cover a, a receiver. So, you have a mismatch. It doesn't matter, you know, if, if they line him up out wide, he can run every receiver out, or if they put him in the backfield, he has the ability to break tackles. But when you talk about him or Ezekiel Elliott, right now you have to go Zeke just because the offensive line in general. I mean, every running back has ability to go out there and make plays. It's the guys in front that helps you uh, maximize that ability. And Ezekiel Elliott and that offensive line, man, they're unstoppable. Yeah. You know, they're going to have a tough task this week against the Ravens, but – you know, I don't see many teams slowing down that offense. There was a stat I want to say, and I'm not a big stat guy, but Ezekiel Elliott doesn't get touched for the first, like, three yards, you know, uh, of, um, from the line of scrimmage. Well, when you get a kid that's 230 pounds, 235 pounds, or however heavy he is, running downhill, not being touched at the line of scrimmage, he's going to get four to five yards every time he touches the ball. And so um, that, that, to me, is a testament to the offensive line and, and what they're able to do there in Dallas. Talking to Maurice Jones, Drew. I wanted to ask you about this, MGD. Uh, you were you were uh, in the backfield for a time with with a with a franchise guy and Fred Taylor, and eventually your time came to kind of push Fred out because they they were going to rely on you and, and carry the load with you. When you see what's going on in Dallas with with Dak and him getting the reps and pushing out a guy who was the face of the franchise, what's kind of that cycle of life? like in the NFL where it's it's you know that young is eventually going to replace established and veteran is, is that awkward for you guys is it supportive how does that go no it's tough uh, I had to I deal I dealt with it in, in Oakland when I went to the Raiders for the last year. that's one of the reasons I retired uh, the Raiders wanted to go younger and you know um, it's definitely tough because as a competitor as a player you feel that you're the best and you want to go out there and prove week in and week out and I thought Tony Romo did a great job of saying like you have to earn the right in, every, in life in general, um, but especially in football. And so, you know, sometimes opportunities present themselves when guys get hurt or guys get banged up or get suspended, and you let a guy come in and, 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 and take your spot for a play or two or a game or three or whatever it may be. And so uh, for Tony Romo, this is the same way he got his job. And it's definitely tough, but as an adult, especially as an adult and as a, as a, uh, of a teammate, 
it's your right to help that whoever is taking your spot. So for me, it was Latavius Murray. And I, I gave Latavius everything that I had that Fred Taylor gave me when I was a young guy. You know, and Fred did the same thing to me that, you know, uh, who he played with before. I want to see it was either James Stewart or uh, Natron Means. I, I really don't remember which one, but, it, like, you pass that knowledge down because that's your duty to do that, to make sure the game is played the right way. And, um, you know, it's tough. Yes, it's tough. I mean, I, I've never cried a day in my life. Like, I have three kids and never cried when they were born. But I cried when I lost games. I cried when I had to retire because that's, that's what we do for our, our whole lives. And then all of a sudden, cold turkey, you have to stop. Or you just one day you're just not good enough. And so I think for Tony Romo, uh, he's understanding, like, listen, you know, it may be over for me in Dallas, and it, and it sucks because this is where he's played his whole career, but he definitely have, he definitely has football left in him to where he can go out and, and play for the Bears or the Jets or the Niners or whoever else is looking for a quarterback. MJD, thanks for t- uh, taking time with us. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks, man. No problem. You guys do the same. That's Maurice Jones-Drew. That was cool, man. Hey, did he uh, laugh at me because I called him Maurice Jones-Jew? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.